episode six of the Big Red Dram. I'm your host, Jason Langerder. As always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, tonight's episode is about Bunahaven. Um, it is a uh, the northernmost distillery on Isla. Um, it is probably one of the more misunderstood distilleries on Isla, if you uh, quote some internet sources. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, it's probably one of the, more dis- one of the distilleries that have uh, a range of whiskeys that are the hardest to pronounce. Um, I will say that per- practicing how to say Croach uh, Vona and Toichach uh, Ada was um, challenging. <laughs> I had to actually look them up phonetically. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And then when that didn't work, I had to go on YouTube and find some Scots that actually did it and uh, and pronounced it. So um, that helped tremendously. You've got to. Scottish can be, you know, Gaelic can be a phlegmy language, kind of like German, um, probably for good reason. And uh, whenever you say like Loch or uh, Mortlach, you got you got to it up. So Kruach Vona, uh, which is which is spelled a lot like Kruach Mahona. <laughs> so there's an MH in there. So it's like ah, Moana, Mahona. My Sharona, sure. <laughs> anyway, it is a leader Isla exclusive. Um, now it is a travel exclusive. It's a 50% ABV. Um, and I enjoy it. So when we went to Bunahaven, we were deciding what distilleries we were going to go to um, when we visited Isla. Bunahaven was something I wasn't overly familiar with. So the core range... Are mostly their year, your, their age statement whiskeys, the 12, the 18, they have like a 20, 30, or in the 40, perhaps now. Um, at the time when I first started doing single malts, uh, I think all of really we saw around here was a 12, maybe an 18 every now and then at a higher end um, liquor store. So I didn't really have a lot of exposure to it. Um, but when we were looking for the distilleries to go to, we were looking for unique experiences at each one because we had six that we wanted to visit five really that we wanted to visit um Bowmore, as you heard in the Lamrig episode i was just kind of get trying to get there to get a glass because we was we didn't have time we were going to do a six distillery um but our flight got cut short which I, again i think i said in that episode so um we were looking for unique tour experiences and lafroig ardbeg kalila and bunahavan all had unique tour experiences and um Lagavulin was kind of just a stop on the way back to Ardbeg that we just kind of did a walk-in tasting at, which they had, so we, we checked in advance. Um, but when we got to Bunahaven, being the northernmost distillery on Isla, it was interesting because when we got there, uh, it had a lot of character, and that's a way of putting it nicely. It was it was just dirty. It was a dirty, uh, just historic it looked historic it just was dirty historic looking it, it looked like i don't know kind of what you'd imagine a, dis, a working distillery would look like um when we pulled in now the the when you walked out on the dock over the bay and you looked at the at the distillery on the right hand side was the main warehouse where it said bunahaven on it and that was fairly clean but i mean behind it all the other distillery warehouses and things were just just filthy and rightfully so i mean it you go to um 
Buffalo Trace in Kentucky, and it kind of has some of that same look to it, except the buildings are painted brown, so it stands out more on a white building. And it just probably wasn't time for maintenance yet. So it just it looked weathered, and that's fine. You know, it was that's what brought charm to it when we got there. I was like, this is cool. This place looks like you know, it looks like I would think it would look like in a way. And um, I was really uh, I was really pleased with it for whatever reason, just because it had a lot of character. And um, you know, but it did have some rundown elements to it too, which they've now since recognized. But when you're again standing out on the dock looking at it. There's an archway in front of you, and then to the right is the main warehouse where it says Bunahaven, and then to the left there's, there was a, a tent, and there was some buildings, some smaller, what looked like housing units actually towards the left of as you're facing the distillery from the bay, and um, it was neat walking around there because if you walk along the shore, heading south on the shoreline, and then it kind of juts juts out a little bit. And then it goes around the coastline. There's actually some shipwrecks back there. Or is a shipwreck back there. Good photo opportunity. Um, not everybody knows about it. Um, but on the way there to the shipwreck, there's a couple of buildings that um, were probably housing units for staff. That was what I, was I, what I surmised them to be. Um, they look like you know studio apartments, more or less. Um, like, a, like a small hotel room. Uh, but not, obviously not lived in. They've since now, um, I know there's plans, and I think last year they actually started construction about a $10 million project to to renovate and to kind of clean up the place and um, put a new visitor center in, put a new gift shop in, which it needed, because when we were there, the gift shop was essentially probably the size of a big office or a couple offices, maybe 10 feet by 20. So it wasn't very big, and... Uh, um, the selection on the shelves when we were there wasn't exactly the best. Um, but I did come away with my leader and then my little 30CL that I made when we were there. So the tour was um, was cool. Now, again, there's nothing that I have bad to say about anything we did on Isla. And Bunahaven was no exception. We The tour itself was just an experience unlike any other, in my opinion. Um, I haven't seen it around here yet. And if some of the distilleries in the uh, in the states don't do this. I think they should. Um, the Warehouse Nine tour, they take you down into the warehouse. Um, it's it's low ceiling, so you've got basically two rows of barrels of casks throughout the warehouse, and they bring you towards the back of it. And then there's a couple of benches and some tables set up, dimly lit. Just a, just a great vibe. I don't know what it is about it. But it was just a great vibe. They sat you down. They gave you some some wool blankets, um, and there's three casks sitting there. They're open, and he's got a uh, valanche, and he is uh, just we're just sharing stories and telling you about whiskey, and it's just it's cool. I don't know what about what it was about it, but it was just a cool experience because. It was very intimate. We're just hanging out. So there's six of us sitting on this bench, and uh, he's putting the valanche in there in each barrel, and he would fill up a big beaker full of whiskey right out of the barrel, and they'd fill all of our all of our Glencairn nosing glasses. And uh, he'd tell us about the, the particular barrel. He'd tell a story about whiskey, how it started, you know, the whole thing about bringing barrels over from America and, and – and, uh, 
just he would give you the whole the whole picture and the tour guide was Percival, great accent just great character and it, it was just very intimate setting and it was just very relaxing because he just told stories for well, i think it was about an hour and um we sampled three different drams and i got to have the majority of them because again my wife was there and she wasn't a big fan so i got double doses which is always great um and then at the end if you wanted for an extra fee you could bottle your own out of one of the casks so again just just a stellar tour for 35 pounds i couldn't complain so it was just a great overall experience to get in there to be surrounded by casks it was chilly in there just you kind of got the feel of what a cast goes through for just the short time that you're in there um and uh, it it was just it was mind-blowing it really was then we went up to the gift shop got our bottles and we took off and that's when we kind of walked the shoreline a little bit took some photos out there because it was kind of gray and gloomy at that point you could see jura across the way um just stunning it's just stunning scenery there and it's beautiful when it's overcast and gloomy and it's just a gem it is a magnificent uh just a magnificent view when the sun shines on it it's just unbelievable it's very breathtaking um again i can't say enough about how how great isla is and if you get a chance to go you have to go so the whiskey itself um again it's Kurachvona. Um, it is a hundred proof, as I said, it's a fifty ABV. Um, you know the nose, the notes from my, from when I initially tasted it. You know there, it was, it was burnt. It burns. It was sweet. Some brown sugar. I thought I smelled in there. Uh, the taste was hot. Peaty was, um, pro- you know it is. It is in there a little bit. Lively. Uh, it has some medicinalness to it. Um, the palate lingered a bit. Uh, it has a hint of an oily sweetness, huh? And I thought it was fun. Um, a short, sweet, and graceful finish to carry it out. That was my notes. So let's see what it actually tastes like now. That was a long time ago. And I don't have a lot of... My cork's a little dry. Oh, it does smell good. So, sorry, no cork pop. I should uh, simulate that, but the bottle sits in the tube and the cork's a little dry, which is good. Hopefully it won't dry rot. I had an old bottle of Glen Levitt that it, uh, ooh, that it, uh, the cork broke. <laughs> I was, when I pulled all the bottles out to take a picture and I was cleaning out my cabinet and trying to do something and um, I went to go take a sniff out of the Glen Levitt 12 because I haven't, probably put my nose to that bottle since I bought it 10 years ago. Um, and the cork just cracked about halfway through. I'm like, ah! So I left it in and put the cork back on top of it. I'll deal with it later. Because I don't know when I'll ever drink it, but probably for one of these tastings. And then toss it. But yeah, it's got a... Uh, it does have a very nice nose to it. It's delicate. So if it's something... If you're... Again, Buna Haben's one of the few distilleries, um, well, they all have an unpeated range, I think, with the exception of Lafroy. Uh, I don't know that Argbeg has an unpeated either, but Brooklady I know for sure does. Kilhoman has maybe one or two. Um, Buna Haben, for the most part, unless it's specified, are unpeated. Kalila has some unpeated as well. Um, 
I mean, you get a little. There's a little bit of smokiness, but I mean, it's not a lot. There's really not a whole lot in it. Um, but it does have a nice nose. It's simple. It's sweet and it's delicate. So if you're looking for something to try, um, and I was saying that like for Ardbeg, the Anno is probably going to be pretty good if you're looking for something smoky. But if you want something a little more dialed back, um, you can't go wrong with the Brooklady. Um, their core ranges are all unpeated. Um, but we'll talk more about Brooklady and my recommendations when I get some samples in because it's been a, the last time I had a Brooklady was uh, a 15, and that was 20 years ago. So, um, long time, but this, you can smell this all day and it's not going to blow your head off, which isn't something I'm looking for all the time. This is a nice, easy, now I've been watching people tilt the glass around and use different noses to get different scents. And actually, I think that just worked. <laughs> I've never done it before. left nose is picking up a little bit different than the right nostril interesting it's a little sweeter on the right than it is on the left huh as i said we're all gonna be learning along the way here um mouthfeel is is good it is oily it's got some hotness to it it does it does pepper up on the tongue a bit which is lively. That's what you want. You want something that kind of says hello and introduces itself to you and gives you a little something to, to, to think about. And it builds very well if you leave it in your mouth for a few minutes and give it a chew. I paused it while I did that. <laughs> I didn't want you to sit and listen to me chew on something for 15, 30 seconds. Um, oh, the finish is... It's, it's a slow ride down. The finish is good. It's not too... It's not too aggressive. Um, it's definitely warm. Uh, it's definitely uh, letting you know it's it's where it's headed because <laughs> I can feel it halfway down my chest now. Um, it's a good finish. Um, but it is, it's, I wrote graceful. It is graceful. It's just kind of a slow, uh, it's a, it's a, it calms down slowly once you get that initial heat from leaving it in your mouth and chewing on it a bit on the palate. And then when you, when you drink it down the, right now, I'm like, it's not really, I don't feel it too much anymore. So it's, it kind of lets itself go pretty quickly. Um, but it's still mild. It's still very sweet. It has a nice um, tenderness to it. I think it's a it's a very drinkable dram, and I've always enjoyed this bottle because it's it was a surprise. Um, I didn't um, have an expectation, but again, I was I think expecting maybe a little more smoke to it when I first tried it, and there isn't any really. And it's uh, very it's a very smooth, very delicious dram. Again, it's an unaged statement, so it's a non it's an NAS a non aged statement whiskey, so. You know, it's it not that it's a bad thing, uh, but there's just no expectation, so it's hard to know what you're going to get out of a non-age statement. Um, but like I've said in the beginning, there's some really great, really great drams out there that are non-age statement. This is this is one of them. Um, it's you know, it's not it's not an elite bottle. Um, I think this is probably a solid 83 for me. Um, it's, but it's a good bottle. It's worth collecting. Again, you get it in the liter, so you can't go wrong for a liter offering. 
Um, and it's a great Buna Havan to have in your collection um, because it's it's solid. Um, it really is, and it's an enjoyable drink. It's something that would actually go really well with a light cigar, um, I think. Um, it's definitely something worthwhile to while having some conversation by fire. Um, it's a it's a great it's a great little it's a great little dram for what it is. Um, and I you know again I enjoy the heck out of it. You know if anything if I'm scoring something in the 80s. That's going to be really the sweet spot because you're not going to get a lot of 90 bottle offerings out there that are going to be budget worthy, right? So um, there's a few. The Bowmore, I felt, was one. Um, that one was relatively inexpensive, all things considered, right? So it was less than 100 bucks. Um, there are some that I have that are in the 90 range that are a lot more expensive. So it's just kind of it's kind of what you think it is, right? Cause it's really about your taste. Um, that's what the fun part about this is, is that again, as I've always said, it's about the opinions that you, we all derive while enjoying a dram and everybody's opinion is worth listening to because everyone treats everything differently. Everyone reads a book and gets a different thing out of it. So that's how this is. Um, so Bunahaven, uh, I left my notes. <laughs> I cannot do it without my notes. Krach, Vona. You might want to add a little water to it. You know what? While we're doing that, why don't we? Hang on. Um, I don't have my dropper, though, darn it. Angel Share is going to get mad at me for not using her dropper. Because I don't typically... I'm just going to throw a little in here. Um, I don't typically... 50 ABV. Oh. Oh. Hold the phone. Wow. Yeah, okay. So a drop of water really just sweetens the deal. So now I'm getting some caramels out of there. It's it's definitely sweeter. Maybe some gingerbread. Mm. I do smell the brown sugar even more so now. I did have three drops on, the, uh, on my notes when I originally had it. Oh, two other things I didn't note: the tears of the legs on it. The color's good too. Um, it's got a little more of a, a sherry color to it, not flavor so much. It's a little redder. Um, not too bad actually. It's kind of a light brown. Sorry. Um, the tears are. The legs are nice on it. They kind of glide off the glass a little bit. Um, but yeah, God, you add a little water to it. It helps it. I'm a palate a bit gets it intensifies it a little bit but it mellows out the finish so now the burn's not as bad with a few drops of water in it but uh yeah it's an interesting dram so if you're out and looking for something from Brunehaven that you'd like to add to your collection uh, and you come across it I would definitely recommend it um the old peat stack uh it has again it's it's kind of light in the smoke so it doesn't have uh, I think I misspoke earlier and said it was unpeated. It 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 is it does have peat to it. That's why it's called old peat stack. The the name is uh, Gaelic for peat stack, but it's just it's not overpowering. It's not too smoky. And if you want something a little Isla, it does have the Isla character still with it. So please, I would you know if you find it, grab it. It's definitely worth it. And I don't think it's overly expensive either. Um, the only problem is I don't know if you're going to find it here in the States. That's going to be a travel bottle or um, some overseas online retailers will probably carry it. I think I saw it for 
about 70 bucks 60 70 bucks 70 bucks so it's definitely worth a look um so the kruach vona there you go so hey um i will have a i have two other bunahavans to to talk about down the road and now one of them is peated so if you're looking for something peated from bunahavan stay tuned it's coming soon so thank you again as always for listening and uh I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'm looking forward to next week as well. Uh, Another single malt, of course. Uh, But I think I'm going to get off the island and head towards the mainland, so we'll talk a little bit about some other whiskeys outside of Isla next week. Either way, looking forward to it, and as always, go out and enjoy whiskey one dram at a time. Cheers.